Welcome to IoT Trajectory, a Logicalis IoT podcast series brought to you by Logicalis. Your host is Mike Trajecki, Logicalis' VP for Internet of Things and Analytics. Logicalis has been delivering IoT and data analytics solutions around the world and providing technology solutions that help organizations realize the benefits and values of the Internet of Things. This podcast is sponsored by Cisco. And now, here's your host, Mike Trajecki. Hi, and welcome to the IoT Trajectory, a podcast where you'll learn from industry leaders about advances in IoT and data analytics. This is Mike Trajecki, VP of IoT and Analytics at Logicalis. The Internet of Things, AI, and blockchain bring an exciting new world of connected devices, new advances in medicine, using data to help end homelessness and battle addiction. In order to realize these benefits, we have to overcome a number of challenges that are pervasive when it comes to deployment and management of these technologies. First off, they can be complex. Identifying which devices, connectivity options, and platforms available is enough to take the most seasoned technologists and make them look like a deer in the headlights. Partnerships between different hardware and software providers are contentious because everyone wants to quote-unquote own the solution. Rifts between the lines of business and a clear lack of a leader responsible for the success or failure of IoT projects lead to solutions that are deployed in a science project pilot where the value is never truly realized. Successful IoT and AI solutions require skills and expertise from multiple resources, including experts inside and outside of the organization, and multiple hardware and software providers. It's why we have a partner-first model here at Logicalis, and it helps us to remove ego while providing positive experiences to our customers. On today's episode of the IoT Trajectory, we have an opportunity to speak with one of the industry leaders in driving positive outcomes through a robust customer experience. Joseph Bradley is the Global Vice President and General Manager for IoT, AI, and Incubation Technologies at Cisco Systems. Joseph leads Cisco in the delivery of advanced services associated with the Internet of Things, AI, and digitization. He also leads sales, delivery, development, commercialization, staffing, and operations for all of the incubation business. Joseph, thanks for being on the show today, and welcome to the IoT Trajectory. Thanks a lot, Mike. Happy to be here. Joseph, one of the ways that we like to get to know our guests, and if you've uh, followed the podcast previously, is we like to take a look at their world through movies and what their view of the world is through movies. And, you know, as a futurist, which is really kind of part of your title as well, is sci-fi your go-to genre? Is it something else? Give us a couple of your favorite movies of all time. Yeah, you know, well, um, I'm I'm a big underdog fan, right? I like I like movies where, you know, that there's a there's a big challenge in underdogs. So my go-to movie would probably be Lone Wolf McQuaid. Um now there's a TV, TV show. Uh, I think it's a uh, Texas, uh, Texas uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. But uh, Chuck Norris, great, great, great movie. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Um, second would probably be Guardians of the Galaxy. Man, it was a movie that I wasn't expecting, but from a sci-fi action film standpoint, art of the possible standpoint, I thought it was just uh, great, very entertaining. Uh, and lastly, would probably be Avatar. I think. Um, I watched that that quite a bit. Again, I think the um, 
reshaping and challenging. It's not about what you don't know, but it's what you really believe to be true. And I think that's ultimately what I like about kind of Avatar and Guardians of the Galaxy is, is it challenges at the core what we actually believe to be true. And I think when we, as we talk more about IoT, that's really um, where, where the value is, is, is can you go beyond uh, and, and break down the organizational silos and break down what many uh, would say is, as I think ego, as, as you put it best, to ultimately get at how do you create a system, an ecosystem that can generate consistent value for our customers. So, yeah, so those would be my uh, my go-to. Uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid, Guardians of the Galaxy, and probably Avatar, yeah. As soon as you said uh, underdog movie, I was expecting Rudy to come out of your mouth. But Lone Wolf McQuaid, great, great movie. And uh, yeah, I'm also a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy. I think you take that group of uh, very, very different people, bringing them together, uh, I think was a brilliant piece of writing. And not to mention, I love the music in that movie as well. A lot of times we talk about movies and it's a really good way to get to know somebody. But we also see what what a big role they play in the advancement of technology. It seems like every movie right now, including Guardians of the Galaxy and some of the Marvel uh, movies, Captain Marvel, have some sort of AI, artificial intelligence component to it. How are you seeing AI impact the world today? Yeah, you know, one of the things I think that's that's really powerful is any any time you have to change workflow, right? You have to fundamentally change how somebody does something. Uh, it takes a long time to adopt. I think the thing about AI is is two thirds of the people don't even realize that they're using AI on a day-to-day basis. So whether it's as simple as uh, GPS locations and, or Google Maps, whatever your, whatever your favorite go-to um, GPS system is, or whether it's the simplicity of looking at the question that your kids are asking, you know, uh, Alexa, right? We see that all the time. I mean, it's amazing um, the, the, the type of conversations that people are, 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 are having, um, or whether it's, uh, was just reading in the Wall Street Journal today about uh, quantum computing and AI, and there's a trial going on about the ability to really uh, map out the most effective routes at a millisecond that several buses should be taking to reduce congestion. So I see it um, in from a societal standpoint in, impacting consumers. We see it, obviously, uh, from a manufacturing and, and, and supply chain standpoint, you think about uh, things like Minute Maid, great, great company. You know, there's over 700 different uh, inputs to making orange juice. And given if it's a hurricane or weather situation, they use AI to be able to quickly change and understand what has to happen in their supply chain to make sure that when you grab that glass of orange juice, it's the same. It tastes the same. So we see AI definitely impacting a lot of applications, supply chain. I think we also see it obviously also in manufacturing uh, from a predictive maintenance standpoint and condition monitoring. How can you better understand you know, what's happening with a machine? Uh, and then we also see it, I think you're beginning to see it definitely uh, in a, from a retail perspective uh, in how do we better understand and understand and talk about our customers from a contextual standpoint? How do we articulate what they're going to do? Because as we've learned in this digital age, which is a pretty amazing concept, is knowing what a person is going to do is actually more valuable than what they do, right? And um, yeah, I would agree with that. So anyway, 
you know, it's a, and we always talk about, you know, uh, that opportunity to use that data, but use that data for good things, right. Not use it to, to put anybody in a position where their, uh, data is compromised or combined with various other data sources. And it, it really, it really makes a big difference. And, you know, the AI piece of it, you know, I will, I will tell you that, you know, we've been involved in a lot of AI projects and the, like you said, you mentioned Minute Maid and the amount of inputs that go into just a, a single carton of orange juice is incredible. And in a lot of cases, if with uh, even though it's a, a human that can provide some of those inputs, we've got to be able to do those things quicker, get products to market quicker, et cetera. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, a lot of people get to the issue of jobs and, you know, well, man, AI is going to, you know, oh my God, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be all be without jobs. And I think people have to fundamentally understand that when you think about what's ahead of us, we have an 11% workflow shortage. I mean, we have 11% less, 85 million people less than what we need to be able to continue to live and operate the way that we experience our lives today. So we have to find a way to make up that workflow. And I think AI has a huge potential to do so. Now, that being said, I think we also have to be very, very careful around the fact that inclusion and bias uh, in a world of AI can be very, very scary. Because from an AI perspective, you know, anything that you program, you bury some bias in 5 million lines of code, it is going to be incredibly hard to be able to uncover that bias, right? And it's not that people are purposeful in doing this. It's, it's cases as you think about going to the TSA stations, right? And and um, the fact that if you're a woman with dense hair, you're flagged when you go through the machine. Well, that's because they didn't think about uh, a woman's hair having a certain level of density. Well, if you're an African-American woman, that means that you're, you're experienced there. You're not going to be happy, right? You're the one that's being flagged all the time. And so the ability for us to ensure that we always have an inclusive and diverse approach to what we are programming and how we're using AI, I think is really, really critical because of the fact that whatever we do with AI scales exponentially. The good scales exponentially and or the bad can scale exponentially. So I think it's, I'm very positive about AI. I think it's going to have a great impact to where, where we're going to go, but we just need to make sure that we really apply uh, good human common sense and human ethics. And I think we'll be fine. Yeah. And that's, that is our concept of data for good. And, you know, I appreciate you, appreciate you bringing that up because it, it really, you said something that's really fascinating, right? It, you know, it, takes the good and amplifies the good, but it can also amplify the bad. And on a couple of the previous podcasts we've talked about is, you know, how do I take that? What do I do with that data? If it's combined with say 23 and me and my work history of my medical history, you know, does that, does that become the great divider in our society, right? Do we start looking at AI and IoT as not bringing us together, but dividing us even further based on a biological level, potentially. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that, that does scare, scare me, uh, even though there are so many benefits to AI and IoT out there today. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the fact like this podcast, the fact of the matter is, I think when you live in a world where all the answers are known, and that's the world that we're going to, value is in understanding what question to ask. And we, as business leaders, have to ask critical question when it comes to AI, right? I mean, number one, 
what decisions are we going to allow AI to make? You can't, that can't just happen. We have to, those have to be decisive, you know, planned decisions. I'm going to allow AI to make this decision or not. Number two, how we eliminated bias in AI. We got to ask the question, you know, and, and it can't be a black box. We have to be able to articulate that because machines can be responsible, but they can't be accountable. Meaning, you know, a machine isn't going to jail. Something goes wrong, right? So we, we got to be able to uh, articulate that. And the third thing I think that we got to ask is what happens when this thing makes the wrong decision? What happened when it made the wrong decision? Why did it make that wrong decision? And I think if, if, if we can just remember to pause and ask the question, I think that the rest will take care of itself. Um, but we have to be very diligent and purposeful in uh, how we execute AI. But again, I, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan. Um, I think of it as Iron Man, right? I mean, you know, it, it's going to make us faster, smarter, uh, be able to see more, right? That exoskeleton. But at the center, at the core, is a human. At the core is, is making us as humans um, experience ourselves and the power of what we bring as uh, human beings uh, to a level that we've never seen before. And, and that's, that's, that's the power of it, right? To enhance the human spirit, not, not to diminish it. So yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, optimistic about it. Right. And we look at this as, you know, that, that next coming digital evolution. And I don't, I don't think, you know, in our world, of course, you know, at least for myself, I've heard, Hey, Joseph Bradley at Cisco, you know, I know who you are and what you've done, but not everybody knows how big of a role you actually played in setting direction and building a practice around IOT at Cisco. Tell us about how that started, how you got there, and uh, how it got you to where you are today. You know, um, everybody needs a sponsor. You know, everybody um, uh, has a has a team that 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 supports them and, and helps them. And and I happen to, in my opinion, had one of the greatest leaders who I, I think we've ever seen in in technology, um, John Chambers. Uh, really, you know, pull me under underneath his wing and, and take a personal interest uh, in, in my career. And, um, he created uh, an organization called IBSG, uh, which was a group of consulting professionals. And he, and he said, Hey, listen, um, you know, we're, we're having a tough time. What's next for us? Where do you see as being the next biggest thing that we need to develop? And they pushed us pretty hard. Uh, and myself and Dave Evans, who was the chief futurist came up with this, we thought this notion, we said, you know, well, you know, if you think about the world as more things get connected, um, these things are going to be connected and we got to figure out how do you extract data from those things. And then once you do that, you got to apply probably some kind of analytics to impact how they're going to impact process. And then you got to figure out ultimately how you're going to change people, how people are going to make decisions differently. You got to connect it with collaboration technology, the people. And we said, wow, value is going to be created with this intersection of people, process, data, and things, which we called the internet of everything. Now probably it's called digital business. And with that, John loved that concept and said, let's, let's take it. Let's, let's, let's take it out of the world. Can you quantify what this benefit would be? And so we, we spoke at Davos and then he said, Hey, can you come and present at the board level at Cisco? And so I presented the opportunity for what IOE could drive for Cisco and, and the board accepted that. And John supported that. And, and like anything at Cisco, if you have a great idea, great. Now, now you get to execute it. So we did the thought leadership and go out and build the practice, right? What's the strategy? What are the solutions? What verticals? What use cases are we going to go after? And so um, on the ground level, we started with one and, and then we started with another one and we started with another one. And, and before you know it, you know, we had a very sizable uh, business 
uh, and, and a, an entire BU supporting uh, the building products to support uh, what we were driving from an IoT perspective. So, um, you know, it's a pretty major shift. We used to think about customer experience um, as an output. It was a result of, you know, the product and the technical services that we provided. You know, well, that's your experience. Well, with um, IoT, we, we completely changed that and we put that model upside down. And we said, let's talk about the experience that we need to drive and from there, we'll build the services and products to support it. And so it's been a great journey. John has been a huge supporter, uh, been involved from the very beginning, uh, designing the strategy to building it up as a practice, to building it up as a delivery and uh, incubation organization. So it's been just a great ride over the last probably seven, eight years uh, dedicated to, to making this uh, happen. And, uh, but again, um, you know, it, it's always a village uh, it's never one individual. And, uh, John definitely was, was a huge, huge supporter of that as well as several others in the organization as well. But, uh, yeah, it was a great ride. Yeah. And it's, it's been an amazing journey to watch and you see where it started, um, with what you've done and the support that you got from John, but to see now where it's going and, uh, Chuck taking the organization and looking at IOT as one of the primary drivers of other can other technologies, including collaboration and and cloud. I mean, it's incredible to watch, right? But there's challenges that come along with that, right? I mentioned some of those in the monologue in the opening monologue. And you know, we look at this at Logic House. We believe that working with the right partners is critical, right? And Cisco is clearly one of those partners and our biggest partner. Our role, though, is now more of a solutions aggregator than what you'd really consider a pure play VAR. So how do you see these partnerships evolving past, you know, that traditional hardware and software model that exists today? Yeah, that's really a question. You know, um, I think when I think about IOT and, and, and the partnerships that are required, I think that, you know, we focus so much and rightfully so on customer value. So you, you, you'll have metrics like customer lifetime value, you know, what, what will, will the impact of this be? But I think what you're going to also see, which is equally as important on the opposite side of that, which is more the supply side, which is what is the ecosystem lifetime value? So meaning not one-to-one partnerships, but, but one-to-many partnerships will evolve. And what is the economics? What is the relationship that has to exist for this ecosystem to create enough value to sustain itself. And I, and I, and I think, you know, from a, and, and that, that gets to really understanding, you know, what role am I as a partner or as a member of this ecosystem playing and how much of that value am I extracting? And do I see that as being able to support this entire ecosystem? Uh, will I be able to play with this for, for, for more than more than six months, more than a year? Because IOT now is, is the challenges, you know, we're talking about impacting systems, especially if you get in aerospace or you get into, you know, discrete manufacturing where these things, you know, are going to be, are be around for more than a year or two. You're talking five, 10 years. Right. And so, these ecosystems have to sustain this in, 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 over time. And so I think you're going to see much deeper relationships. I think you're going to see this notion of ecosystem lifetime value. You're going to see one to many partnerships. I do think that you will see things that are more, I think more value-based 
more revenue sharing. And the reason I think that's that's going to happen from a value-based and revenue sharing perspective is because now with IoT and AI, we understand context. We can we can really we have a much better grasp of what cause, what is cause and what is effect. You know, what happens between those two things. So I think as we get much, much better um, at being able to connect things, so too does our intelligence around the value that that connection brings. And that will, by definition, I think, move us to much deeper and enriching um, partnerships that I think will be good for the entire uh, business. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited about it as well. And, you know, we look at it. So let's let's talk a little bit more of that and, you know, put our future cap on and, you know, we talk about what's kind of next in that world. I know um, I'm not sure if this podcast will be released during or after uh, Cisco Partner Summit next week. But when we see you know some exciting announcements that are coming, you know, what do you see as the next big thing? What's going to get everybody's attention around IoT and AI? What do you think is going to capture market share? Yeah, you know, I, when I look out forward, I really think that um, from my perspective. We've talked so much about things, right? We, we, we've talked so much. I mean, it's the internet of things. But I think what's going to capture people's attention is the people side of this thing. Connected worker, right? The fact that how do I take a person, a retail assistant, a um, uh, an airline pilot, a you just name it, you know, uh, uh, an electrician, uh, a serviceman, a service lady, whatever you want to. How do I take them and give them information that allows them to make decisions at the point of sale when things are happening right now? So I look at this and I say, man, we've been talking so much about things. But just wait, man, when you got a helmet on and you're a connected worker and your hands free, you're climbing a pole. And now all of a sudden, right in front of you, you're able to see, hey, here's what's happening. Here's the condition. The manual is coming up. You say, can you can I can you blow up this schematic? Can I see this manual? Can I see that manual as opposed to going back in your car? It's raining. You're fumbling through papers and things going crazy everywhere. Those types of things. I think we haven't even touched the surface of what's going to happen from a people perspective. I think the second area that's going to really create quite a bit of excitement in the industry is this notion of edge computing. I think you're going to see that value will increase exponentially as you move data and decision-making closer and closer to the customer. And that decision-making part is what to me is what's so it's going to be so empowering and so transformative and so disruptive. Right. If you think of um, when you go into Ritz Carlton, they have the two thousand dollar rule, right, where they will allow any individual in their organization to spend up to two thousand dollars to ensure that your experience is a is a great one. Right. They, they're relinquishing somewhat control to allow that individual to make those decisions. Well, think about the power, what that means when you go into a retail experience or you go into uh, an educational think about an educational experience what happens when you can embody a teacher with the fundamental skill sets to be able to deliver and teach you as a student in the way that you best learn the way that you best comprehend i think you're going to just see a whole host of excitement and, and value around this ability to customize experiences based on 
the, the context that I, as an individual am experiencing and working on in that current moment. So that to me is, I think is, is really exciting focusing on the connected worker, uh, shifting there to, to the idea of, of, of people as being the, that, the, the primary sensor to focus on is going to be really powerful. And I think the second thing is about this, this notion of edge computing. Uh, so those are the two things that I think when I think about in the future, what's, what's going to get people pretty fired up. It's interesting. I love that you said, you know, the person as a sensor. Right. We've moved from these you know, larger devices as sensors to smaller devices to video as a sensor, but now people as a sensor. And you look at some of the things, you know, everybody's got, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people have watches on, tell your heartbeat, tell what's happening with your body. Well, what happens if I'm a worker in a, fair, in a warehouse or a factory and I can start combining that heart rate to uh, sweat rate to, hey, have I, is this person dehydrated? Now, can I, can I get to a worker who's going to more, be more effective, who is going to enjoy their job more and therefore help provide a better experience to their customers? So I think that's, I love that concept of, you know, the person as a sensor. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 absolutely. I mean, I think that's the, you know, the, the, there's not a more complex sensor than a human being um, and, and our ability to comprehend and, and see what's happening. And I think the more and more that we tap into creating the power and making that asset be as powerful and as impactful as it can, to me, that's where you're really, I mean, that that's that's where you're, where you're making the difference. I mean, when I think about the loyalty that I have to any product or any company, there's an individual that pops in my mind, right? There's a, you, there's an experience that happened that, that keeps you there, right? Whether it's your banker or whether it's your favorite electronic store, there's a person or your favorite restaurant, there's a person that you have. You say, man, that's why it's, it's, it's so good. And consequently, if you think about those companies or those, those things that you've left, it is not the company you tend to have a view on is you always have this, it's a picture of your mind of an experience that there was an individual that, that did something or did not meet your expectations. So I think that this, this focus as we move towards people as being um, the center of our attention, uh, I think it's going to really, really open up a whole new world for us. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. And that makes two of us. And look, Joseph, we are uh, out of time today. This was awesome. Fabulous. You know, I, I want to thank you for being on the show we look at this approach of being able to hear from people that are driving change in technology and shape the future. And you are clearly one of those people. So thanks for your time today. And thank you to everyone who listened today. And please make sure that you subscribe to the IoT Trajectory on SoundCloud or Apple iTunes. This is Mike Trajecki reminding you to go out there, be the disruptor and use data for good. Thank you for joining us for the IoT Trajectory, a Logicalis IoT podcast series brought to you by Logicalis, an international IT solutions and managed service provider. Please join us for updates. To learn more, visit the Logicalis website at www.us.logicalis.com or contact your host, Mike Trajecki, directly at mike.trajecki.com at us.logicalis.com.